Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul DeYong, and you're now listening to Words of Life from our life team. Hi everyone, it's Craig and Nadia Clark here. How you doing? And we are focusing today all around relationships, in particular, yeah. how to deal with conflict. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never had to deal with it. <laughs> it is so not true. We are currently in lockdown number five here in Melbourne. Number five. So there has been quite a bit of conflict to deal with in our household. <laughs> That's it. We've, uh, we live in Melbourne and uh, we have three kids, uh, 12, 9 and 3. And so uh, it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, but homeschooling, Nadia, is it fun? Oh, I am definitely not called to be a teacher. That's what I've discovered. <laughs> so good. But uh, it is amazing how uh, conflict is something that is a part of every one of our lives. Mm. And so whether you're in lockdown or not in lockdown, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, uh, even the other day, uh, the dog pooed on the floor. Like, I'm, like, are you serious? Like, it just... <laughs> So you're thinking, well, I, I don't even, I'm not even married. I don't have conflict. You'll have conflict. <laughs> There's conflict around because we live in a fallen world. We live with people yes. and we are part of that. And yeah. so it's not everyone else. It's us. And so we want to talk about that. Conflict resolution. Yeah. And I just, I love that the Bible is so real about it. Like the Bible yeah. never promises perfection. So good. And that we will have, um, I suppose, what we want in this world. There's always going to be tension between us as human beings. We're very different people. And so dealing with conflict is an incredibly important lesson mm. and a strength that we need to build in our lives. Yeah. The amazing thing is, is that uh, the Apostle Paul actually even says that we're going to have conflict within ourselves. Mm. Not that we're going to talk about that too much today, but it, isn't that incredible? Like if we don't even learn how to deal with conflict, we actually at times won't even learn how to deal with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. And, you know, and there's this mm. dynamic that we've got the spirit of God in us, but there's still mm. that flesh and that enemy. Like it's, there's so much. And then as Christians, uh, Jesus actually says, hey, on, on account of me, mm. you're actually going to find there's going to be tensions in life and people are going to mistreat you. They're mm. going to misunderstand you and what you call healthy, good morals, people are going to call madness. Yes. And the standards that you want to live to, people are going to think are stupid. Like, and, mm. and there's this friction and this tension and mm. this whole reality, we're called to be light mm. in the darkness. Mm. So there's a dynamic of already conflict in that reality that we're yeah. called to penetrate darkness. Yes. And so there's going to be this dynamic where there's constant tension. But how do we do it well? Mm. How do we build relationship and not break relationship mm. uh, is really re important. And I just think that conflict doesn't need to result in casualty. Mm. But actually conflict done well can actually lead to increased unity. So true. I thought it might be nice for us, <laughs> nice for the listeners, to have us probably just actually go into a bit of a story mm. of a recent moment last week. We always love to be honest. Yeah. And it's just good, you know, to unpack it and let's get real about some moments that take place. But last week we were in a team Zoom meeting and I have to say I'm grateful I was in a different room. <laughs> <laughs> to set the scenario, we had a debrief meeting going down and, uh, and we're doing some planning and basically Nadia um, made a suggestion and... In that moment, without any filter, I did not respond, but I reacted and I snapped and I shut down the comment. And, uh, and Which is surprising because I don't come up with any bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, I had that just that gutting feel of like, oh no, <laughs> that was bad. It was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that in front of our team and our staff. Uh, and there was this weighted guilty moment 
But all of a sudden, there was there was very real conflict that was going on. <laughs> how, how did you feel in that moment? Well, I, just like you said before, it was good we were in different Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> we needed the separation at that point. <laughs> So I came home uh, about half an hour later with a bunch of roses. I washed the dog. I uh, made sure the kids' homework was done. You should have done all those things. <laughs> but I walked in and I, I walked downstairs and I, I basically said, hey, everyone, trying to be light-voiced, knowing very well that there was about to be some resolution. There was about to be some conversation that was going to have a little bit of passion attached to it. And, um, and in that place, we just started to have a conversation. Mm. And you, you know, were very clear in the way that I responded wasn't appropriate. And I knew very well that it was wrong what I had done and I apologized. But at the same time, I quickly tried to tell you why I had communicated the way I had, Mm -hmm. which you didn't really care too much about. (laughs) Oh, it's it's good to get context, but, you know, you, you want to resolve the tone of the conversation first, I suppose. Yeah. But in that moment, it was one of those moments where it was like, well, on both sides, we could see each other's mm. point of view as mm. how we got to where we got to. But the reality was to stay in our own lane and to stand in our own corner was never going to resolve the situation. Yeah. And I knew that it was actually me and my response in that moment and my reaction in that moment that was the catalyst for the conflict. And regardless of whether I felt somewhat justified in it, it was wrong. And it was up to me to apologise. And I did that hmm. maybe for the next three days straight. But, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but I apologised. I owned it. And actually in that moment, the Holy Spirit leapt in my heart and said, Craig, that's great you've resolved it with Nadia. But what about the rest of your team that were in the same call? And I knew in that moment I actually needed to go and write an email to the team. I didn't tell Nadia I did this. But I wrote an email to the team and I apologised to them. I apologise for the way that I had reacted in that moment and uh, the tone I had towards Nadia and uh, had no honour attached to it, but also the way that in that moment it would have, if anyone else had creative ideas or things they just wanted to put forward, would have shut down them and made them nervous to present what was in their heart to present. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, I never want us to have an environment where that's the case. And I apologised and uh, and just said we believe in people. We want it to be a creative time. We want it to be a time where people can just think outside the box. And, uh, And actually what turned from a moment of conflict actually turned into a moment that created culture i love you even more for it oh so good this podcast is worth its weight in gold guys <laughs> but that whole force thought and we're going to break it down to four kind of practical t- keys and i really hope you're, you're capturing this no one gets it all right yeah no one's so perfect true. you know like we walk in on sundays mm-hmm. if you go to church you're walking on sunday you see all these happy clappy couples mm-hmm. everyone's just perfect the kids are dressed well that's not really the everyday outcome. It's so true. There's stuff we all walk through and go yeah. through. But I have to say, one of the things I've learned and I want to keep as a priority is apologizing. Yeah, and you're, you are amazing at it. You live with such incredible humility. And I think because of that, it causes such an openness and a trust in a relationship too because you're never coming from a posture of, hey, I've got this all together. We're always mm. coming with this posture of, we're always learning. We're always growing. And if we can grow together, I think there's such health in that. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, that word humble is an important word, humility. Because mm. uh, if you're going to resolve conflict, there has to be a humility that mm. actually says, it, even though it might seem it's completely only their fault, 
Humility says I'm willing to go to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to put myself in an environment to actually to restore this yes. relationship yeah. um, and breach this. And I love that Philippians 2 talks about our Savior Jesus. Mm. And he said he humbled himself yeah. and became obedient Amen. even to death on a cross. Yeah. He humbled himself and in his humility, he took ownership of humanity's wickedness yep. and my evil ways, yet he himself was pure, mm. spotless, and perfect. Mm. And so we might see ourselves as perfect and spotless in the situation, mm. but humility is still the gateway we have to enter yeah. to create lasting relationship. Yeah, powerful. So we want to talk today about just a few strategies we have in resolving conflict. And the first thing we wanted to talk about is just going to God yep. and not to gossip. And I think this is something that um, I'm particularly very passionate about because you just, I suppose the culture of the world that we live in today is to gossip first. You know, it's just the easy thing to do. It's to vent to somebody else about what took place. And what that does is it emotionally makes us feel better about the situation, but it doesn't bring any resolution. Mm. And so we end up continually fobbing things off that should actually be dealt with. And Queen Esther is an incredible example of dealing with conflict in a major way. Like, you know, she had this major conflict of her people were going to be slaughtered and she had to go, yeah. yeah. And she had to go to her husband, the king at the time and bring resolution. And she did it in such a beautiful way way the first thing she did was she went to God she went to his strategy to his leading to what Mm. he was saying getting his wisdom in the mix of it and I think that's what we need to do you know if we react out of emotion often it's anger influencing the conversation and that doesn't help anyone but if we go to God first he helps us process our emotions and then we can come with wisdom in the situation and that's a cool thing about our God man the amount of times that I've come to him going God I don't know how to deal with this situation but give me your wisdom Holy Spirit give Mm. me your wisdom from heaven so that I can handle this the way you want me to handle it, not the way that I humanly want to handle it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And it's incredible because the Bible's full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you might say, well, what about this situation? Well, the God actually has pathways for mm-hmm. everything you're going to face. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you're facing that I'll ever face yeah. that God hasn't already got a pathway presented for us. And Matthew mm-hmm. 18, verse 15 to 21 And the message puts this really practically. Uh, And it puts it like this. He says, if a fellow believer hurts you, go and tell him. Work it out between Mm. the two of you. Mm. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take Mm. one or two others along Mm. so that the presence of witnesses, listen to this, will keep things honest. Not we'll build a side and build a a case. No, we'll keep Mm. things honest and try again. Mm. If he still won't listen, tell the church. Mm. If you won't listen to the church, you'll have to start over from scratch, confront him with the need for repentance, and offer again God's forgiving love. Amazing. And this whole area of actually uh, this God's strategy, God's strategy is for us is to come always with a place of forgiveness. Yes. To always come from a place that that we'll take the posture mm. of we forgive you. Mm. That's what grace does. Mm. I think the world right now and, and all the injustice that, that's going on is trying to get justice by going back at it mm. and somewhat having a revenge mm. mentality. Yeah. Revenge will never lead. Getting equal will never make things right. Yes. <laughs> Jesus didn't get equal with us 
No, he went to the cross for us. Mm. He graced the situation. Mm. And for us to be able to do that, we often, when it has hurt us, we need to go to God, as Nadia's talked about, and in that actually go, God, help me yes. forgive them. Yeah. God, help take the sting away. Yeah. Help take the pain of this. Because mm. no doubt there's things that we all go through and maybe you're yeah. going through some massive stuff and it hurts. Just say, God, help me. Yeah. I want to. I've got a desire. I don't know how right now, but I want to mm-hmm. forgive them. And in that whole area of saying sorry, you know, I've also, just a, as a tip to the side, uh, I've really felt in God when I apologize to our kids, when I, you know, potentially do things now and again, um, I say, do you forgive me? Mm-hmm. I ask them, do you forgive me? Mm-hmm. So that they actually respond. And, and the reason I get them to respond is because I want them to acknowledge that they're forgiven. Yeah. So that nothing can sow a seed mm-hmm. that could one day become a weed. Mm-hmm. And then nothing can take ground or take root that becomes a bigger issue. And so I think it's important that when we go into this whole area of hearing from God and a strategy, forgiveness Mm -hmm. is a key, key strategy. So true. The other thing we also wanted to look at that Matthew talks about is actually having the convo. Now, when stuff comes up, that we go directly to the person and that we have the conversation. And that it does take maturity. It Mm -hmm. does take that sense of, okay, I'm going to do this because it, doesn't come naturally often and again I just think of the example of Esther and she just did it in such a beautiful way she went to the king to the person that needed to bring the resolution for her but she did it in the right way as well she did it from a place of honor at the right time as well so how we approach people matters again we've got to have God's wisdom and how we do it but I think a big thing is that we honor when we do it too I love what Proverbs 14 verse 29 says whoever is slow to anger has great understanding but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly and I just love that word being slow to anger that when we approach someone, we're being slow to anger. We're believing the best in people. We're not, yeah. anger isn't our default, but we're actually realizing, you know what? Being angry in this situation, it's the last resort. It's the last place that I want to go down. Mm. I actually want to believe the best about somebody and bring resolution to this. Because as you said before, it's actually in building resolution that brings unity mm. and it brings a incredible health to a relationship rather than tearing down yeah yeah anger will only accelerate the conflict yeah it only exaggerates the conflict i don't know if anger has ever solved one of our oh my gosh yeah not that we argue (laughs) we've already resolved that we don't argue but (laughs) yes we do but in a good way yeah we there's had, always there's always a healthy resolution to it we're committed to that absolutely um A couple of thoughts on this, having the conversation. Key when you're going to have the conversation is don't have the conversation over and over and over in your head before you've actually had the conversation. Yeah, it's Because it will exaggerate the incident and it will build your case and you actually are more upset going into it. Mm. Don't conclude the conversation in your head before you've even had the conversation. Mm. Uh, Because, oh, they're going to say this and then I'm going to say that and then they're going to say this. And Mm. you're already down a track where you don't know because who Mm. knows? Mm. You know, their heart is to resolve. Yeah. And who knows what God's been speaking into their spirit. Yes. (laughs) You know, it might just be something that actually has great ease and flow to it, but we've tried to already set ourselves up for a battle. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Um, We said before, talk direct to the person. Esther went straight to the king. Mm. It's so easy to get others involved. It's Mm. so easy to think, what am I going to post, you know, (laughs) before how am I going to approach the person? Like, we need to, to pull that all back. 
and just yeah. deal with this face-to-face conversation. Yeah. Um, the other question is when it goes to having the convo, does the other person even know I'm hurt? Mm. Like, do they even know I'm offended? They may have no idea that what you caught offense to or hurt you actually they did. Mm. Uh, you know, so have thought towards that and think as well. Maybe the first step, if it's a serious conflict, maybe the first step isn't resolution. Maybe it's just engaging relationship again. Yeah, right. And I really want to encourage us to, um, to a couple of things I try and do is I try and put myself in the other person's position. Yeah. I try to look at it from their point of view. How could they have seen it? Mm. I try and ask the question, if someone's hurt me, what else is going on in their world? Mm. Maybe it's just an overflow and a reaction from other things that are happening and it's not as personal as I'm yeah, taking it. it's very good. Um, and understand that it's not about justifying what they may have done mm. um, or having some perspective on possibly why, but it increases my ability to relate, it increases my ability to respond relationally rather than really act destructively. It's very good. It's awesome. The other thing we just wanted to talk about as well was, again, in that passage of Matthew 15, when it says, if he won't listen, take one or two others along so that in the presence of witnesses, things will be kept on us. And try again, if he still doesn't listen, tell the church. And I think there is real power in going upline too when resolution can't be found and just talking to somebody about it, bringing in others, especially in church environment, bringing in other leaders that can help bring that resolution, not fighting it on our own. Because, man, if we're committed to unity, if we're committed to working through stuff, sometimes it actually takes the input of other people to help with that. Totally. Yeah. And I'd say this genuinely, but we've had the privilege of sitting with people uh, and couples, two different separate couples, and maybe it was a, 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 a conflict of something that happened relationally. Maybe it was conflict mm-hmm. with something that happened in the business or a business engagement they were planned to do. Or, mm-hmm. And we've had the privilege of sitting there mm-hmm. and being able to work together and bring clarity from an outside perspective and see what was a place of conflict already become a place that's starting to create new friendship again. Mm, yes. And that's a privilege. Mm. So whenever you think, oh, that's pretty intense to get the church involved, know that the church that we're a part of life, the only heart and desire we have is that there would be resolution. Amazing. Relationship would be richer. Yeah. Uh, and there would be an opportunity that collectively can go, wow, look at God's hand on this. Yes. Look at the way he's leading us forward. And we would all grow in this. It's not about proving again <clears throat> one right, one wrong. But how do we all grow? We can all grow through this resolution. So good. And I think just as we come to a close, just some tips too and how to start conversations yeah. because stuff like this often doesn't come naturally to us. Yeah. So how can we start? And I think a good thing to ask yourself going into confrontation and wanting to bring resolution is a question, am I fighting to be right or to unite. Yeah, so good. So coming with that sense of what is my agenda here? What is my purpose? And the purpose has got to be unity. It's not about being right. It's about building the relationship. Yeah, that's really good. So a couple of tips for starting convos. If you're not comfortable starting these conversations, then just say that. Hey, I'm I'm not really good at these conversations, but there is something I want to talk to you about. Mm. Be okay and be open with the fact that you're not a pro at it. If you are someone that loves confrontation, wow. Amazing. (laughs) You're a special person. But to be able to say, hey, this is challenging for me, Mm. already sets us in a place where we're not trying to dominate. Um, Or saying something like this, hey, I'm not sure if you even realized it, but the other day when this took place, or 
hey, I'm sure you didn't mean to, but when you said that or when you did that, I mean, I love it when Nadia at times will say to me, babe, I'm, I'm sure you didn't mean to do this, but this is how this came across. Yeah. And because it's assuming and it's setting the best in place in the yes. sense of it was never intentional. Yeah. And we've got to always have people's motive in a place of it was out of purity. It was yeah. out of innocence because in that believing the best, you build relationship. Yeah, amazing. And then remember as well, don't try and resolve a conflict in the hallway when it needs a half an hour coffee. Mm. Space and time is important. Set up the time needed to process the tension and then you'll get resolution. So good. Well, we pray this has been a great blessing to you. So why don't we just close in prayer? God, I just thank you for this time together. And I just pray that we would get better with our conflict resolution. God, you've called us to healthy relationships and we know that it's through doing things your way. And I just pray that we would choose that in how we approach different situations in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you. Or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifenz.org.